Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hey, Kaylee, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that was so powerful. Hey, Jeremy, uh, Valentine's Day just passed. It did. I'm in a romancy mood. It's weird because it's not going to be even February when this comes out. But right now, you guys should know that we're recording this after Valentine's Day. Yeah, my heart is full. Do you have that love bug going on? I have bed bugs. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I'm covered in the scars that, that yeah. came from them. You know they don't stay on you, right? Um, they just stay in the bed and then they come out at night to eat the flesh off of your body and then they scurry back under the covers. Sounds like my ex-girlfriend, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, I don't really realize I know so many weird fun facts. That's a very disturbing fun fact. They scurry yeah, those, back. Yeah, those are... Um, Mainly the, the facts I know. It's disturbing facts. Those are fun to me, I think. Yeah, I think there's there's some element of entertainment, but mainly right. it's just terrifying because the thought of, like, they know to stay in the mattress. Right. It's like herpes when it stays in the back of your brain. Oh, my God. Another perfect analogy for herpes. Wow. I think this show, I feel like, has used herpes in a lot of analogies. Uh, Maybe I do. It? I think I do in my mind I do a lot. Every time I think of, like, a menacing force, my first thought is, like, oh, like herpes? Oh, and it like when it hibernates in your brain. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that thing Kaylee told me. And then that comes out to strike. (laughs) Did you know 90% of people have HSV1, cold source? I do. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. I have somehow made it through life without getting it. I'm going to spit in your mouth, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Well, you have to have like a... Actually, you don't have to, but it's mainly contagious when you're having an outbreak. Not the kind I got. I always... My mouth is full of sores right now. But are they cold sores? Oh, uh, they're 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 hot. They're red hot. <laughs> I didn't know that though. Ninety percent—that's a lot of people. Ninety percent. God damn, that's just gonna grow. You know, I know and a lot of babies get it too because like people will kiss them on their head mm-hmm. and stuff, and then they'll have like a patch on their head. Are you serious? That yeah. looks like that. Yeah, it's local, like to wherever the outbreak was. No, I didn't know that. Oh my god, I gotta stop licking envelopes. <laughs> if you have like you know like an open open source yeah, something, right, yeah, yeah, if you like. Kiss yeah. them with an outbreak. Well, you if, can give obviously, it to. if I have an outbreak, I don't. I only. Uh, I only kiss people when they're sleeping. Right. I have. I read a bizarre thing in the Netherlands. Yes. They do um, grave cleaning because oh. of the small like land area. Yeah. They clean out graves like every ten to twenty years. Huh. You can go back to a, your grandma's grave, and it's like now it's some dude named Joe. It's I mean, like, that's probably to smart. My grandma? Though. I think yeah, definitely. I just don't know where they put the bodies. I think they probably uh, eat them. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm taking it's some journalistic just, like, liberties empty caskets, there. It's just like bones. Yeah, so you can eat them; they're fine. You can get that marrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the, the, the marrow like, stays good; it's a non-perishable. Uh, right, you can like slurp it up. Yep. You know, like right now, you could find George Washington's bones, and there'd still be some fresh marrow in there, baby. You just you ah. crack that thing open, you're drinking the founding fathers' marrow. <laughs> That's a this prime is like marrow. A, a totally unintentional segue, but I actually read this medical article that I wanted to talk about on this oh my podcast. God. Yeah. About bone marrow. Really? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it right now? This is, yeah. this is, the, this is like your only window of opportunity right now. <laughs> I know. This is totally un, unplanned, but it's, it worked out perfectly. Um, I read this article and it blew my mind. It's like a little science corner here. So boop, boop, boop. I read this article about a guy who had AIDS, but he also developed leukemia. Oh, God. So um, what they did is they gave him a bone marrow transplant. And I didn't 
know this, but when they do that, they essentially destroy your immune system. So you have no immune system at all. And how do, they, do you know how they do that? Um, through a lot of different drugs and different things that like destroys your like immune response. And what they do is they take the bone marrow out of like a healthy person with a good immune system. And in this gentleman's case, it was a man that had a rare genetic mutation to where he was immune to AIDS and HIV. Mm -hmm. So they took his marrow and gave it to him. So he essentially adopted this person's immune system. And, wow. it, and it eradicated his AIDS. He didn't have AIDS anymore afterwards. What? Yeah. Oh, he, my God. He was cured from having AIDS because he also developed leukemia and then had to have a bone marrow transplant from a man who was immune to HIV. Isn't that insane? Yeah. He just, like, took over his immune system. It's like, I don't want mine anymore. I'm going to take that, guys. First of all, I didn't know if you, I didn't know you could be immune to AIDS. Second of all, I didn't know they could do that with bone marrow. That's insane. I didn't either. I, wow. Like... You know, you hear bone marrow transplant all the time, but like I didn't realize what I hear it, it constantly what it entailed. Every day I hear bone marrow transplant. <laughs> I go to sleep and there's just that voice going Bone marrow. Bone marrow transplant. Do you wanna give your bone marrow to someone who needs it? Do you wanna save a life? <laughs> Some child with leukemia, do you wanna give him your marrow? Let's go let's go to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> That's whispers in my ear at night. Medicine is so creepy. Isn't it I mean, so it's awesome, weird? but the whole idea that you can just get rid of your own immune system, immune and, a, system. and adopt somebody else's is yeah. so bizarre to me. Would you get rid of your allergies too, if you change your immune system? I would think so. Yeah, it's actually like really dangerous to do that. I mean, as you can imagine, you have no immune system, so like right. a common cold could kill you. That's terrible. Like anything could kill you. Right, because before it was just like snakes you're worried about. Right. Snakes, falling trees, a man with a knife, a log misplaced. <laughs> yep, you didn't An see unfortunate it. Unfortunate location. Oh man! But then now it's just a handshake could kill you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. You know what I did on Valentine's Day? Had sex with a human. I went on Tinder, and I found some horrible profiles. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I have. A Tinderella. Yeah. What, okay, tell me your biggest red flags when it comes to Tinder bios. Something that you see and it's like an immediate left. Uh, there's, there's a couple of those. I would say. I, I have a few too. If they're <laughs> Anthem on Tinder, yeah, assuming that you hook up your Spotify thing. Yeah. Uh, anyone whose who's Anthem is a popular country song. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to country fans. I, you know, you disrespect guys are great. to all country fans. Okay, well, so you got two sides of the aisle here. I just think <laughs> that that is... A red flag for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I really don't want to. I don't want to isolate all of our ever-present <laughs> country audience. But what's a yeah? What about irrational red flags? Oh, Is I have it? so many irrational. Red <laughs> all of my red flags are, for the most part, irrational. For me, it's a lot of emojis. Oh yeah. Well, unless they're uh, used ironically, then that's kosher. Purposeful, excessive emojis is like a weird red flag that like I can't really explain why it's a red flag, but it is. Who are you really behind that mask? <laughs> yes, so know. many emotions. Apparently, I yeah. don't. I don't know which one. You're to just pick bursting you're at feeling. the seams. I'm over here trying to see if I can use the cowboy without it being weird. <laughs> and also, by the way, you can't use the cowboy without it no. being weird. Oh, also, red flag on Tinder is the very obvious like sex bot accounts. Cash app ready. Yep, be like, hey, hit me up on Venmo. Fuck you, Venmo. You will not understand. If you are a gay woman, then you know the struggle, and you're going to squeal when I say this. Every fucking person on Tinder is a couple looking for a threesome. 
And it is so annoying. I can't stand it because it's like a couple looking for a unicorn. Unicorn? What does that mean? Unicorn's a third. Really? Yeah. Here it is. Married looking for some fun. Fit married couple seeking an attractive woman. Is that you live on Tinder yes, doing that? Yes, this is me oh live on Tinder doing this. Oh my God. It is like every other. Switch to Bumble. <laughs> Literally the next one. Country couple looking for a unicorn. Country couple looking for a banjo. a couple of two best friends looking for that perfect third, female only. Jesus Christ. They need Jesus. I need you to make a female profile and I need you to see. You see, you want me to catfish. I want you to catfish and see how many couples there are. Man. You just know I'll end up falling in love. <laughs> so authentic. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> Tinderella. Tinderellas. Tinderella? Would you mind if I spread Nutella on her butt and ate it? So this is Guy Fieri. Okay. <laughs> Not actually, but he just looks like him. Yeah. Um, in his 40s. And his bio is, hi, smile emoji. Love I it. love good food, good company, and good vibes. I'm laid back, cool, calm, and composed. He doesn't use and, it's N, just the N. This guy, his first phone was like the first phone. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he loves warm weather, traveling, trying new restaurants. It's only Tinder. Calm the cuff down, all capitals, JK, smile, sunglass emoji. Don't be shy, say hi. Waving emoji, shaking hands emoji, middle finger emoji, pound emoji, Whoa. eye Whoa. emoji, hamburger, taco, steak, Whoa. beer, champagne, champagne, a woman playing volleyball, Christmas tree, <laughs> can't stop, airplane, boat, <laughs> snowman, and then four American flags. <laughs> I, Kelly, was that a lie? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like so unexplainable. I love it. He lost me at volleyball, and he got me again at snowman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Let me let me read you this one. Okay. I'm going to refer to this wonderful young woman mm. as uh, Stacy. Stacy says, in all caps, message me. Or let me do it. Okay. get loud for a second. Message me! <laughs> no games. Trying to spark a fire flame. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet as candy. Where are you, lovely? If I know, don't be shy. <laughs> Hair is green now. <laughs> Why are people so weird? <laughs> Love it. I mean, to be fair, it's Tinder, so you're allowed to be like that. Um, by the way, Kaylee, did you ever wonder, like, okay, so America, it's the land of the 50 states, right? Yeah. I mean, I know, like, people were talking about maybe making Puerto Rico a state. However, Puerto Rico is not a state for the time being. We are 50 states. I used to always confuse it for 52. Why? I have no idea. Because Alaska and Hawaii? Maybe. I always thought it was 52. What would be the other two? I, I don't know. I probably couldn't name all the states, honestly, if I tried. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Can you name all the Canadian provinces? I didn't even know we had those. <laughs> well, we don't. Canada does, but yeah. <laughs> I think Saskatchewan's one of them. Newfoundland. Uh, Manitoba. When it comes to geography, I, I know absolutely nothing. I just remember the Canadian provinces for some reason because in sixth grade, 
I don't know why this was part of the curriculum. We had to just study the shit out of the Canadian provinces. Huh. The weirdest detour ever in my public education. Never went back to it. Never talk about... When do you ever talk about Canada in history class? I've never learned anything about Canada. Maybe War of 1812 is kind of related anyways. But so that has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about. So just <laughs> ignore everything I just said. What the hell? Um, I read an article on NPR's website. And it uh, was talking about this book called The Lost States by Michael J. Trinkline. It's all about how states are formed and how they're named. Yeah. And he talks about all the states that almost were. And so these are the uh, the would-be states of America. I just made a short little list I want to talk to you about. That was kind of interesting. So um, are you familiar with the Mormons? Um, Slightly. I so, mean, I know they exist. Yeah, I, know I mean, I'm pretty much beliefs. in the same boat. But spark note in the worst way possible. The Mormons started by this guy named Joseph Smith who found these old texts or something that said, hey, this is the new part of the Bible that no one knows about. And he's like, okay, this says I can have a bunch of wives mm. and also some new little lessons. Okay, let's call it Mormonism. Okay, everybody hates us because we're taking all of the women in town because everyone has like three wives. Oh, right. They keep on getting chased from town to town. And after after Joseph Smith actually gets uh, killed by an angry mob, oh, um, they say, hey, you know what? We need to just to find our own place because people hate us. Mm -hmm. And so um, the leader at the time, this guy, I think the last name was Bingham, he said, I got this map i got this little landmass for us in the southwest and it's called deseret because it's in a desert and also deseret was a name of a place in the book of mormon hmm. and they say this is a great idea let's go to the government congress whatever and the mormons are like hey congress can we make deseret and they're like oh that's a really cool map no you're not gonna get that at all we're gonna give you utah they're like <laughs> <laughs> like what's a utah um, and so deseret never came into being hmm. this is one of my favorites there's once a state called scott just ah. Scott, like the man's name. It's considered a lost state because it existed for 125 years but was never on the U.S. map. It originated from Scott County, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. During the Civil War, uh, no one in Scott was really a slave owner or a plantation holder at all. Uh, other way around, slaveholder, plantation owner. And... Um, Scott wanted to stay a union state. So Scott broke off. You might feel like I'm talking about a singular man. I know. Scott broke off and, and formed his own state. And uh, it was their own thing for until 1986. From the Civil War until 1986. Yeah. And Scott was like, hey, can I come back to Tennessee? And Tennessee was like, absolutely, buddy. We, we missed you. And they held a big parade for Scott. And Scott became part of Tennessee again. Huh. Um, yeah. I like that. This one I thought was super cool. Transylvania. Spooky. Composed of modern-day western and southeastern Kentucky, plus northern Tennessee. Essentially, it was just this big, giant mega-colony. Yeah. The land had been bought by this really wealthy merchant that owned this thing called the Transylvania Company. This guy named Richard Henderson, who controlled the company, got investors to buy up land and stuff. Um, they bought it from the Cherokee people. So Richard Henderson goes to no other than the frontiersman himself, American folk hero, Daniel Boone, this great expeditioner hunter gatherer dude yeah so boone's like i'm all for that i love it i'm gonna blaze the trail for you and everybody's gonna move there we can call the capital of this place boonesboro it'll be great uh, and so boone goes there with his expedition team and they clear a path through all this dangerous native territory and they found transylvania sometime later henderson stops by and Boone's like, hey, uh, welcome to Boonesboro. It's awesome here, right? And Henderson's like, what's the matter with this place? There's only like 100 people living there. They're constantly being attacked by Native Americans. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and he's like, this place is actually shit. Right. The land purchase between Henderson and the tribe of elders had been poorly received. The natives hated him. And then Henderson's like, fuck. And people <laughs> who settled in, in Transylvania on their own right and the colonial government were like, hey, Transylvania can't be a thing. It's all illegal. And Henderson's like, double fuck. <laughs> At this thing called the Virginia General Assembly, uh, all the guys got together in their wigs and invalidated the Transylvania purchase <laughs> and the government reclaimed the land. And Daniel Boone lost Boonesboro and Henderson lost Transylvania. My wig is snatched. Yeah. But you know who else lives in a similar Transylvania? Who? Dracula. Dracula. Every time you think of Transylvania, think of vampires. Vampires. Bloodsuckers. I had a vampire face. Did you? Yeah. How'd you cure it? Um, I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired at vampires. I feel like nobody has ever done vampires right. I know. Um, but I yeah, do think, I don't yeah. feel like anybody's really done vampires like creepy or haunting, you know? Like it's always they're just like sex addicts. I agree. So um, we're going to be talking all about blood sucking, corn shucking, <laughs> semi trucking. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to leave in that pause. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to be talking about uh, blood sucking monsters. It's all thanks to Jeremy. So if it sucks, you can blame him. If it sucks, it better suck blood laugh so they think that we like each other <laughs> okay <laughs> sharing their curiosity to know the unknown their tension their readiness for inconceivable adventures is it human or inhuman earthly or unearthly i will drive that stick through your heart dracula Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Unbelievable. Fantastic. But I tell you, it could happen. Okay, so I'm going to start with vampires. Yes. Vampires are, as we all know, uh, individuals that um, are often undead and survive by feeding on blood particularly of humans, animals. They're really just human and animals. <laughs> the only blood that exists. Um, let's just run through the characteristics of a vampire so we're all on the same page. Obviously, it varies throughout culture and throughout like different parts of history, mm -hmm. but typically vampires have to have one or more of these characteristics to really be considered a vampire. Number one, an unusual complexion. Typically pale, mm -hmm. although in different uh, ages we saw vampires having like a dark complexion. Um, they have fangs, potentially. Sometimes they have no reflection, no shadow, because shadow is typically associated with a soul. Like your shadow is tied with your soul. So there's some physical attractive qualities to them. If it's not a physical attractiveness, it's like hypnotizing eyes mm -hmm. or something. Right. Some sort of power that lures people to them. And um, also their physical response to death. Typically, you'll see them, like in an old movie, turn to dust. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, you know Count Chocula? Yeah. Speaking of turn to dust. I love that cereal. Yeah, it's a great cereal. Um, General Mills said that uh, when slain, Count Chocula becomes chocolate dust. Oh. I thought that was so dark to include in like the bio page yeah. on General Mills. <laughs> if he's killed, he'll turn to chocolate dust. I'm going to kill Count Chocula. Do it. I want to lick up his ashes. The thing that troubles me with that is that in every box of Count Chocula, there is chocolate powder. There is. At the bottom so of the bag. Every, every bag so, has a dead 
Count Chocula. I'm thinking they're farming these Count Chocula's and right. then they're systematically murdering them. It tastes great. I mean, I'm not, I don't want them to stop. So let's go over some history of vampires. Okay. In early European folklore, vampires were described as bloated with ruddy uh, complexion, almost purplish. Oh. This was believed to be an effect of them having drank blood. Oh. They thought that that maybe makes them uh, gross or something. Plus, they're believed yeah. to have been dead for a bit. To me, in a, if a vampire movie came out, it would be so terrifying to make them look like that. Yeah. Bloated and purplish. So reports back then of, you know, supposed claims of seeing a vampire, mm-hmm. they're always, like I just described, kind of blotchy and, and swollen. Blood is dripping from their mouth and or nose. And they're often wearing like a shroud of some kind mm. like to cover themselves. But it's typically like an old burial shroud. And they'll also notice that their hair and nails have grown since their death, which... Be kind of scary. I'm picturing just like Lee press-on nails with a mullet. <laughs> He's right. a guy walking around. Man, Tony's looking good. You see that mullet? <laughs> so... Indo-European cultures believe that any corpse that an animal had jumped over was at risk of becoming an undead vampire, uh-huh. which I, you know, obviously, you know, put one and two together. What do you get? Uh, vampire. Vamp- vampire. That's right. <laughs> also, the bodies of those that opposed said culture's beliefs or religion, like anyone who opposed the church. They're like, uh, watch out for that guy. Uh, bury him extra good because he might be a vampire. He didn't like what we liked. I feel like... Back then, it must have been just like terrifying because there's like demons and exorcisms and then there's right? vampires and like werewolves and it's like, how, how do you live? Yeah. What a terrible time to be alive. You could so easily, you know, fall into like the list of what it means to be a vampire and all of a sudden yeah. people are like, hey, kill that guy, rip his head off and drive a stick through his heart. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, I'm just pale. Uh, so what are some precautions to prevent your fallen loved one from rising back up as a bloodsucker? First of all, you have the option to bury their body upside down. Um, See, when you said upside down, I thought you meant like head towards the ground. I'm pretty sure they do. (laughs) (laughs) That they bury it vertically upside down. (laughs) And just uh, whatever the hell happens, happens. Um, Because vampires have no natural sense of true north. They're not going to know which way is the surface. They're going to probably dig out of their coffin deeper into the ground and burrow into the center of the earth. Right. Oh, another precaution is uh, placing scythes and sickles on or near the graves to appease any demons that might otherwise possess the corpse. What? We know how demons love sickles. Yeah, and scythes. Playing around with them like swords. That was a genuine thing they would do. They would leave a sickle, some sort of uh, earthly human tool, Hmm. leave it by the grave and be like, hey, demons are going to play with this. They're not going to play with my dead uncle. I mean, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. They didn't have a vampire uncle. Also... Severing the tendons in the knee. Ah. I know. I mean, I I get it. I get it. So they couldn't get up and walk around. Um, And the last one I'll throw in there is, this is kind of interesting, placing poppy seeds or sand Mm -hmm. or even rice at the gravesite to preoccupy any of the risen vampires because vampires are believed, for whatever reason, to have OCD with counting. And so oh. when they see things like sand or, or rice, hmm. they have to count every piece before they can continue doing what, what? they're doing. Yeah, they're like they're just associated with some sort of uh, neurotic behavior. Does that mean a vampire can never go to the beach? They can never leave the beach. Ah. Really, when you think of it that way. But then they would die because the sun's. Well, you know what's up. weird is that vampires exploding in sunlight is a more modern belief. Oh, really? In the olden days, vampires weren't thought to be uh, explodable. 
So you see this OCD thing with the counting in Chinese folklore, South American folklore, Indian folklore. It's a weird thing that they all have a count. Like, um, count, count Eula. Uh, count Uvula, yes. No, on Sesame Street. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. Whoa, I'm, and also, he's oh, purple, he's purple. Free. Yeah, he is purple, isn't he? Wow. Ah, That's wow. fucked up, Sesame Ses- Street. Sesame Street. I wonder who the count was before he died. Someone's hand. Someone's hand. So... How do you find vampires? Well, if you're sexually attracted to them. Well, for some, that's a given. Yeah. First of all, you look for deep holes in the ground. Oh. Because they came out of them. That implies, oh, they were buried there and they dug up. Uh, Number two, this was mainly in Europe. You lead a virgin boy on a virgin stallion through a graveyard. The horse, typically black for some reason, although in Albania, they would be white. The horse would refused to move or what's called balk in the horse community and they refused to move forward at whatever grave was that of a vampire i just every time i think of that i think of how embarrassing it has to be for like the virgin boy everyone's laughing at him because he's a virgin Aww. but like he has to do it for the church and for like everyone's good right well-being i actually i had sex with a girl at summer camp yeah <laughs> she's in canada she lives in canada he's just looking around the church graveyard her name was uh um yeah her name was Anne. Grave <laughs> Church. <laughs> and Grave Church. Huh, okay. Um, do you remember that episode on beautification of saints and yeah. people not decomposing? So that's another thing for vampires is when they would open graves and find corpses that haven't hadn't decomposed naturally. They were still looking pretty good. And looking back most of the time this was in like cold seasons where mm-hmm. like the corpse wouldn't or they had blood on them. Like sometimes they would find a body with blood on the face or the mouth. The thing about that, a lot of the main vampire scares were in times of plague or disease. Mm -hmm. So you know that whole story about the graveyard shift being buried prematurely? Yeah. And they would wake up in their casket six feet underground. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times when you wake up like that, you're startled, you get up and you bang Mm -hmm. your head on top of the casket, get a bloody nose, you got blood all over your face now. You know, and they would claw at the top of the casket. Yeah. No. So when they so when they would open these caskets and be like the linings all torn up. Oh, and sometimes they would have eaten like the inside of the coffin because they were so starving or they would start to eat their own arms. Oh, and they would go, oh, this is a monster. It's so hungry for blood. It's eating its own arms. It's eating the inside of the, of the coffin. We got to, you know, hmm. drive a stake through its heart and cut its head off or whatever. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting and dark. Uh, but yeah, for sure. the most important part, how are vampires warded off? How do I get these guys taken care of? Well, you ask them to please leave, and then they have to leave your house. It's like cops. You legally have to tell me if you're a vampire. They can't enter unless you invite them in. True. I never invite anybody in, and That's that right. way um, no vampires enter. Did you grow up in a home where like, when the doorbell rang, most people hid? Mm-hmm. I still do that. <laughs> so do I. Every time the doorbell rings, my first thought is like, freeze. Slowly peek, try to see who's there. It's like the UPS guy. I'm like, oh shit, my package. Awesome. Other Even times. then, I'm like, just leave it. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Vampires are warded off by garlic, wild rose, and hawthorn branches, mustard seed, Bibles, crucifixes, rosaries, holy water, and mirrors. That's all, all the things I bring on every trip. They're essentials. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm naked walking around without mustard seed, you know? Right, because it is our holy mustard seed. Blessed be. I would hate a life without garlic. Garlic is so tasty. Garlic's pretty good. Garlic can really, like, elevate a dish. Hell yeah. The vampires also can't walk onto, like, religious grounds, like a church, uh, a steeple, open it up, there's the people. Nor can they cross running water. 
which is we. I know. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it either. I don't understand. So how do you destroy a vampire? You've learned how to ward it off, but what if you really want to get your hands dirty and choke that undead person? Well, first and the most popular is a uh, steak. Oh, steak in it in the heart, if possible, made from aspen, because that is believed to be the the wood that they made Christ's crucifix out of. Mm-hmm. So you take that steak to the heart. Or in Russia and Germany, they do it through the mouth. Mm. Or in Serbia, the stomach. Now, the second plan uh, is decapitation, mm-hmm. which, you know, that kills vampires. It also kills regular people. <laughs> uh, boiling water on the grave. That's that's the next Ooh, one. It's, fun. Yep, yep. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. <laughs> Dismemberment. Dismemberment. What they would do is uh, they saw the vampire as not only a threat to the community, but also the family that they had once belonged to. Typically, they would haunt or harass their own family or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what they would do is they would dismember the already dead body, and then they would burn some of the dismembered parts, and they would mix that with water. And they would make the family drink it. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was absolutely disgusting. Sounds like a great way to get disease. Uh, back in the days of tuberculosis, mm. when a dead body would, they thought it was a vampire, they would like sometimes cut out the heart mm. and burn it and then mix it with water and drink it, which just got the family sick, you know, if they weren't already sick with tuberculosis before. Right. They're like, this will cure you. And also... Um, Kind of awesome, very American. In the uh, mid to late 1800s, they started just firing bullets into the closed coffin. Hmm. They would just dig up a coffin and they just fire a couple warning shots into that bitch. Just to close this off, let's touch more on the medical side of this. What mm-hmm. could this really mean? And we already talked about it a little bit with being trapped in a grave. <laughs> God bless you and all you cherish. <laughs> <laughs> she sneezed so hard her glasses fell off. That's comedy. Um, we talked about the decomposition. That was another one of the medical explanations for vampires is when you dug them up and they look so good, it's because either they were sealed really well, mm-hmm. it was cold and they just didn't decompose right, or, you know, magic. Yeah. I don't know. The jury is still out on magic. Um, and th- when they thought that the nails and the hair were growing longer, mm. it's because like when you die, your body loses the essential oil and juice mm. that keeps it all nice and, and lubricated. It starts to dry out. That means that like um, the skin will recede around your your nails and around your teeth even. Right. Your gum line will recede and uh, around your hairline will recede as well. Mm-hmm. The receding hairline. Um. It's like vampires wake up and they have shitty hair. <laughs> <laughs> or straight off. It's like, Fuck. I look like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to be hot. <laughs> it's a receding hairline. <laughs> Also, what I think is really interesting, rabies actually has a lot in common with what we thought was vam- vampirism. Vampirism. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know words sometimes. Yeah, you know, you know them words. So rabies can explain the hatred of garlic and light because you become very sensitive. All your senses ah, become super hi- hypersensitive. Right, right. And you really want to bite stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rabies disrupts your normal sleep patterns, meaning nocturnal. It also causes hypersexuality. Huh, that's interesting. And there's an old saying about how a man was not rabid if he could look at his own reflection, mm. which I, they think also connects to no the reflection mirror. in a mirror. Yeah, yeah. and right. not liking mirrors. Huh. Um, like you said, rabies causes uh, violent outbursts, notably with biting. Right, like and then vampire. like jumping onto walls and Yeah, and also tables. rabies, a big carrier of rabies, are bats. 
And right. vampires are seen either around bats, they're associated with bats, or they turn into a bat right. and fly and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. Now, yeah. I want to take a quick detour and talk about uh, vampires and other cultures. Okay. So in Africa, there's this thing called the Sasabonsum. Ooh. Uh, sounds like a neopet. Right. It's a humanoid creature with blood red eyes, iron teeth, long red hair all over its body, and extremely long legs with hooked feet. It is said that it enjoys sitting in the trees, dangling its legs down, and entangling passersby and hunters. This disturbs me greatly. Some long-ass legs. They're pretty long. I mean, I saw like a drawing of one. It's like the grossest thing you've ever seen. That's like a giraffe, but red. No, it just sits in like a low branch. It did like, you know, so he sits. But on the... like, don't people see it? And they're like, I don't want to go by that. No, they're probably like, oh, it's like some foliage hanging down. Ah. So, I mean, I'm not going to go into all of them, but so many cultures have stuff like this. In Chile, there's an evil snake that's vampiric, sucks your blood and stuff called the puechen. And there's lampreys. Lampreys? Yeah. Sounds like a car model. Yeah, but those are real. Toyota Land. And, and they're devastating the Michigan Great Lakes. Oh my God, yes, I know what those are. Yeah, they like suck blood. They have like circle mouths and they latch on to other fish and like. Parasitic. Yeah, they like bottom par- feeder par- like Parasitic guys. fish that suck blood and then the other fish die. Mm. And they're like killing so much of the other wildlife. Fishers are getting like really pissed off about it because it doesn't taste good or anything either. They're like fucking lampreys. Goddamn Toyota lamprey. I know. Um, so Louisiana and Caribbean islands has this thing called a lugaroo, which is um, bl- is a blood sucking hag. Ooh. Which like that's a great insult. Yeah. You blood sucking hag. Ooh, that's a good one. Can you imagine an old woman running towards you and she just like I hate latches it. I don't on? Even... Nope. Stop, stop. 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 Okay. <laughs> that's horrifying. That's actually scary. <laughs> Anyways, she is believed to shed her skin and travel in the air as a fireball. And she goes from house to house. What? I know that kind of ruined it for me, too. She goes from house to house sucking blood of sleeping people. And it leaves a bruise. Like, have you ever woken up in the morning with, like, a random bruise on your leg? Yeah. Uh, that was Luguru. That was her? That was her. You know, it. But one of the ones I think is the creepiest is in the Philippines, <laughs> the monster called the Asswang. Which is my favorite because it has two of the funniest words in the English language, ass and wang. Who had the, who had the audacity? Who had, who had the privilege of naming <laughs> this ass wang? Um, so I'm going to call it aswang. So the aswang as are flesh-eating shapeshifters that feast on predominantly children and pregnant women. So you know they're just the creme de la creme of shitty well, monsters. Well, those are like the most tasty. Okay, well. Uh, so by day, they appear as a regular townsfolk in a small Filipino village somewhere. But in this form, they're believed to be just normal people, typically kind of reclusive and shy. And then at night, they turn to their true form and they hunt. And their appearance is, it really varies. Uh, they're typically female during the day. Right. Because, you know, evil women. And then at night, they may shapeshift to remember, to remember, to, <laughs> to resemble, to resemble pigs, dogs. Oh. Most commonly, big black dogs. They also appear as birds. Now, while they do resemble animals that we all know and love, there is one distinction. They look creepy as fuck. They have long needle-like tongues that suck Ew. the blood out. Like think of like what, like a like a mosquito. Yeah, and um, they are described as walking backwards on their hind legs, and they are at times so thin they can hide behind bamboo shoots. Now, there are different subgroups of Aswangs, but typically they're silent. 
mm-hmm. except for when they want you to hear them. Yeah. Now, Aswangs deal in deception. So they have vocal tricks like sounding farther away so that uh, they lure you out mm-hmm. or you're running from them. And they all of a sudden they start making their voice sound far away. So you relax and then they, you know, then they get you. That's when you get they got. They get you real good. They can disguise as anything, including other animals, other people, and inanimate objects. And also one thing that's very strange that they do is they can manipulate reality in such a way to where they turn any kind of object into a body. So, ah. so when they find the body, it's just a whole body, nothing wrong with it. And they can even create like a doppelganger. So they'll take like a piece of earth and turn it into uh, whoever they just ate. Mm-hmm. Like a living replication of that. What? But the thing with that is, even if they're you know walking around and seem like they're alive, they almost immediately go back to their home, become sick, and then die. Oh, so they can only live for so long right. as you know as fakes. Aswangs also um, exhibit superhuman strength. They often frequent funerals in hopes of uh, later eating the body. Ooh. Um, okay, this is trigger warning, everybody. This is a very dark, and I so apologize. They are said to lurk near the bedside of pregnant women and uh, they get their tongue and they stick it where you would assume and they suck out the fetus from the womb. What the fuck? And they eat the fetus. Uh, That's what they do. I'm just reporting it. (laughs) So how do you become an ass wang? You're probably wondering, how do I turn my Uh, ass into a wang? Well, I'll tell you. First thing you do is you obviously, this is where my mind went, uh, you tie a chicken egg with some string and you swallow it. You know, like how you tie a tooth to a door or something. Right. Or put like a a string around a nickel and you get your nickel back out of the machine. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's 1950 and machines take nickels. Um, Right. And so you swallow that egg and then eventually it'll hatch and the chick will, you know, go into your stomach and die. And you pull out the remainder of the eggshells that are still attached to the string as if that's possible. Mm -hmm. And you take the remaining eggshells and you bury it in a bamboo shoot with coconut oil and chicken dung. Yeah. And then after that, you become an ass wang. I don't like know if somebody it's was fucking with another person by coming up with this. 100%. And, then, and somebody followed this procedure at some point. I guarantee you what it was. It was like some shaman claimed to know everything about the Aswangs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how do you become one? He goes, oh, it's easy. And then you just start bullshitting his way mm-hmm. through it. You get a, a chicken egg and you swallow it. But you don't. You got to keep the shells. And all of a sudden it becomes this whole superstition that everybody believes. Mm-hmm. And a dying Aswang can turn others into an Aswang by holding their mouths close together. Mm-hmm. And the chick will come out of their mouth and go into the other person's mouth. Mm. And they're going to be an ass wang. Uh, the only way you can really like hurt or kill an ass wang is... Uh, their weaknesses are garlic, like vampires. Mm-hmm. Albuleros oil is said to boil, that rhymes, when an ass wang is nearby. So you can kill one by cutting their head off. That's the same way you can kill me. And by whipping them with a stingray tail. I killed Steve Irwin. Yep. They whipped him with a stingray tail. (laughs) Okay, really quickly, how do you detect an ass wang? Well, you go, hey, ass wang, and then they hiss at you. (laughs) And you wait for them to beat you up. They're angry about it. First, you look into their eyes. And if your reflection in their eyes is upside down, they're an ass wang. Mm. Uh, Maybe that's kind of harder to get that close to this person. So, what you do instead is you bend over, you face away from them, bend over, look at them upside down through your legs. And if they're an ass wang, they won't look the same. They look like somebody else. Huh. And you'll know that they're an ass wang. That's kind of creepy. Wow. Can you imagine doing that as like a joke and then it's somebody else? <laughs> oh, that's nightmare fuel. Man. 
That was fucked up. Okay. I'm going to drive an hour and a half home in the dark. Oh, you're I'm so going to get killed by an ass wang. So I'll end this on a positive note. Ass wangs won't harm friends or family. If you, if you get in close with an ass wang, they might be kind of weird in their human form, all ass wangy and whatnot. Mm. But um, if you are on good terms with them, they will not harm you, hmm. which prompts the uh, relatively popular Filipino expression, an ass wang is better than a thief. Wow. And that is all you need to know right now about <laughs> vampires and, and ass, ass wangs. wangs. And, but uh, uh, hey, but guess what? There are chupacabras. The blood sucking ain't over. Yeah, blood sucking ain't over. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> tell you all about my kinks. And <laughs> one of them is I like to role play as a chupacabra. <laughs> if you are uh, not aware of the different mystical cryptids, creatures, whatever you want to call them, of the world, uh, chupacabras wander around mysteriously. They are one of the most common beasts studied under cryptozoology, which if you are confused when I say that word, do not worry because I plan on explaining it right now. (laughs) It's the study of animals that may or may not be real or actually exist, like Bigfoot, like Sasquatches and Loch Ness and all those um, creatures. They would be specified under cryptozoology or cryptids because... While there have been a lot of eyewitness accounts of these creatures, no one has actually caught one mm-hmm. or found, like, solid evidence of their existence. Right. Um, so they're, like, the big question mark. You can't disregard all the eyewitness accounts, but you can't, like, say it's real either. But the chupacabra has kind of made its round. It's kind of like the big cross-cultural phenomenon, and it's made a lot of uh, reappearances. And it had a few different, uh, like, what eyewitness accounts said it looked like. But the general consensus is that it has a reptilian-like body, oval head, bulging red eyes, fanged teeth, and a long, darting tongue. Like you were kind of mentioning earlier, like like a mosquito to, like, suck out all the mm-hmm. blood, you know? And, like, nice, nice sharp teeth so you can, like, really lash on and suck some blood. Super gross. Um, it was first sighted in Chile. And that's where, like, a lot of the accounts are. But it spread quickly to Puerto Rico and then around the U.S. as well. You'd think it'd be, like, around the southern border. And that's where it is a lot. But there have actually been sightings in, like, Michigan and Oregon and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is really fucking weird. I don't know. Like, I I just think of it as, like, a south thing, you know? Probably because it's so, uh, the name is so Hispanic. Yeah. Is it Spanish? I'm assuming. So it was first discovered in Chile. Oh, right. So it's Chilean. Right. But um, Hispanic, yeah. Th- there's been, like, some discrepancy in, like, the articles I've been reading about when the first Chupacabra sighting was. But in general, it's, like, around the 1960s. Okay. And then the 1990s and 2000s. It, like, makes its resurgence. One person reports it and then 50 other people report right. I stuff it going happens. on. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. But, um, but Chupacabra's... Usually uh, a lot of farmers and, like, rural folk that have um, livestock, like, you know, Mm -hmm. chickens, goats, sheep, they'll go to bed one night, all the animals are fine, but when they wake up, they're all dead. And they all have a single wound to the neck, and they are bloodless. Mm. They have no other injuries. The body is otherwise, like, completely intact. They are just drained of their blood. So this obviously freaked people out for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Because if it's some wild animal, 
you'd think it'd want the meat, you know, like it would kill the animal right. to eat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you biting the neck to kill it and then do nothing about it? And then yeah. you also kill all the other animals, too. And then, like, where's all that blood going? Because right. it's a lot of blood in that's the body. A, that's a lot of blood. So there has to be a lot of them or it's like a really big animal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the, like, personal reports that I found... I am not going to try and pronounce these locations because I cannot do it right, and I will be ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But one in the Chile area, a farmer reports uh, livestock deaths that were in the hundreds. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like a person's entire livelihood, basically, was destroyed in one night. That's terrible. Hundreds of livestock. Lives are ruined because of this mysterious creature, chupacabra, whatever. So the mayor of the town raised a group of the villagers that hunted for the creature with rifles and, like, you know, stakes and yeah. stuff. That's a movie, that's a movie <laughs> right like, there. It's like a full-on um, riot when yeah. they would go in the woods with rifles and all this stuff. Every week for a year, they did this, and they would even bring, like, a caged goat with them mm-hmm. to try and, like, lure out oh, the wow. chupacabra. Yeah, poor goat. Um, they never found or caught a chupacabra, but the mayor was reelected. Of course. So How I could he not? that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a great mayor. Another one. A uh, person claimed to have been grabbed from behind by a gorilla. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is in Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico has no gorillas. Um, so after this person fought off the gorilla, um, it needed treatment for a lot of the scratches and cuts that they got through the fight. And then nearby, shortly afterwards, a bunch of chickens and cows died suddenly with single wounds to their neck mm-hmm. and completely drained of blood. I don't mean to interrupt, but does the gorilla play any part in this? No, or was she, she was just like attacked by a gorilla. What the fuck? They're assuming that's the chupacabra. Right. Like she thought it was a gorilla, but it was a chupacabra. Right. Because okay, then okay, all okay, these okay, other okay, things okay. happened yeah, afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was saying like, what is the gorilla going to resurface? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that uh, that one I thought was interesting. Um, that's that's just weird. But, the, but they're all kind of along these lines, like um, a lot of bloodless animals and attacks. Right. There's a family in Florida that had 69 chickens, goats, and ducks that were dead on their lawn, and then there were also like sightings in. Michigan were they their ducks? I'm assuming so. Hopefully. Yeah. So you can imagine, like in Chile, where this originated, it was a big deal. Like it was all over the newspapers, like right. radio stations, all the news outlets were reporting on this outbreak of right. like chupacabras. Like, like they they, on, they yeah. were destroying the livestock. Farmers and like rural families were like destroyed because of this sudden surge of chupacabras. Yeah, invisible enemy. Right. So naturally. Chile um, enlisted the National Guard, of course, um, <laughs> which called hundreds of armed soldiers who undertook a massive search for chupacabras. And they had like night watches and wow. there was always people patrolling. I get like a Scooby-Doo vibe off of this where like they're going to catch the chupacabra <laughs> and they take off the mask. And it's like the mayor. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too. They reelected you. <laughs> um, naturally, of course, they found nothing. And the attacks were eventually blamed on wild dogs. But nobody really believed it, and it's kind of like a thing in Chile where it's like the chupacabras will come back. You know, yeah. they still run rampant. So Chile actually has a um, wild theory on how the chupacabras came to be. U.S. government? Yes. So that was um, a guess. Chile claims that their military actually found some chupacabra eggs 
Um, Hold on, what? Eggs? Yeah, eggs. Because they thought it was like reptilian. Oh, they did? They thought it was because it looked like very scaly, like dry. Maybe I have no idea what a chupacabra looks like. Oh, well, I explained it to you. In my mind, I always pictured like a wolf. The first reports of what it looked like claim that it was bipedal and it was like a kangaroo with really big red eyes. But the later reports say it's more like a hairless dog. Oh, okay. But Gross. this was back when they thought it was like reptilian-like, whatever. Um, but Chile claims that their military found chupacabra eggs. Okay, yeah. The U.S. government found out, so they sent the eggs to NASA, naturally. <laughs> That's suspicious. Right. So NASA got a hold of these chupacabra eggs, and nobody ever heard about them again. Mm-hmm. So Chile... Because they ate them. Right. Chile claim, uh, blamed the U.S. government for hiding and then also creating the chupacabra. NASA made these chupacabras as part of like some genetic experiments and then it accidentally went loose and well, then the reason, it showed up in Chile. Yeah, the reason because I just guessed that just to you know be annoying, but like there are like a lot of theories with different kinds of monsters in America and other countries because mm-hmm. the U.S. Is, is so involved with so many countries right. and a lot of people have certain like opinions towards them. A lot of urban legends and monsters are thought to be like, you know, uh, government experiments. Not with any facts behind them. I don't know. We don't know a lot of things about like our government. Totally. Absolutely. Um, They keep us in the dark. So there's a lot of theories, like especially in Chile, where it was originally discovered. But as it's made its way throughout the planet, naturally people claim to have found chupacabra bodies. And um, when people find them, they're very like scared because they're horrific looking. And that's what kind of like makes them report it because like this thing is so ugly and horrific. It has to be a chupacabra. Totally. You know, and they explain it as looking like hairless with gaunt appearance and burnt looking skin. So these were like turned over to like authorities and where they did DNA testing. Um, what they found was that they were only coyotes, dogs, raccoons, and <laughs> in one instance, a fish. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, at least you tried, Larry. You tried. <laughs> you thought it was. Just, you thought it was a chupacabra, it but it was a goddamn yeah, chupacabra. Fish. <laughs> it was a trout. Uh, yeah, there was the woman who like stored it in a freezer. Yes. Because she thought it was a chupacabra and it was just like a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a few years ago. This woman, Texas or something, right? Somewhere yeah, in the Southwest. Something like that. Um, I remember hearing about it on like talk shows. That's how like yeah. wide of a reach it had. She had said that she had found a, a chupacabra and was like, you know, keeping the body cool until the government uh, could, you know, get the evidence. You right. Know. And uh, it turns out it was, she was just keeping like a dead, sick dog in her <laughs> freezer. <laughs> Ugh. Next to the uh, Orita crinkle cut fries. Oh, God, it's like, like so bleh. disgusting. Bleh. But you know, she, but they have she to be tried. like so excited when they see it. They're like, yeah. I finally found the chupacabra. Woo. Woohoo! But it, like makes you think, like, why do all these farmers and rural people who see yeah. coyotes on a regular basis wouldn't must, they know? Wouldn't they know right. what a coyote looks like? Coyotes are so prevalent, right? And one of the main like theories on like what the chupacabra is is that they are wild dogs with really bad mange. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen like stray dogs that have mange. But... They look nasty. Right. They um, look like zombie dogs. They, they do. They're actually like pretty scary looking. Yeah. Um, what it is, if you don't know this, it's uh, mites that burrow under the skin. And it, like, causes, like, really bad itching and, like, skin pain and everything. Um, but it causes hairlessness. And it can actually kill dogs. I didn't know this. But wow. they can die from mange because, like, the mites get so bad. Um, 
but that makes dogs look pretty scary. Like it doesn't make them look like a dog at all. Like they, right, they right, look right. scary. They they look like zombies. Yeah. If you're listening and you have like a strong stomach, look up a dog with like severe mange and like if you saw that in your backyard, you would be convinced it was some sort of monster. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would definitely put it in your freezer. Yeah, That's one yeah. thing I don't get is like I got to put this in where the food goes. Another explanation for the blood at least hmm. is that wild dogs and a lot of dogs in general will bite the neck to kill um, and then they'll like leave it to die in which case would explain the single bite to the neck and then nowhere else but when an animal dies the heart and blood pressure stop so if you don't have your heart like constantly pumping your blood throughout your body it's going to sink basically Hmm. so wherever the bottom is like if they're laying on their side it's going to sink to gravity, you know? Mm-hmm. Like pool and stuff. Yeah, it's going to pool. It's and like a- when you get um, a rigor mortis. Yeah, and when it sits for a while, like your blood will do this too. It, it gets really thick and it coagulates. No, it won't. It don't gets don't like speak sl- on my behalf. <laughs> it gets like sludgy. Gross. Yeah. It's, don't talk about my it blood gets, that way. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it gets really thick. Like it is. It's like sludge. It's um, If you're a woman, you know this because you have periods. <laughs> but when- Speaking of vampires. <laughs> But um, if you have this dead animal that's been sitting there, you know, for a few hours or whatever, um, all the blood is pooled and it's thick and whatever, if you try and cut it, it's not going to bleed. Oh. Because all the blood has sank and it's thick now, so it's not going to seep out. Right. You know? So the chupacabra, while it is fun to think about, it's pretty much like, it's not really believed. Right. Except in small parts of like Chile. Mm Mm-hmm. And then some parts along the border. Which, who knows, in Chile, there might actually be a U.S. experiment. Right. I mean, and that is kind of sketchy. It is a big thing with, like, immigrants crossing the border. There's a lot of sightings of chupacabras, and it's, like, a thing they're warned about. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, like, really interesting to me. Hmm. And, like, can you imagine being told there's, like, this blood-sucking creature? Yeah, And, like, you're scary. still like, I need to do this. Right. No, no thanks. Be careful. There is a monster that will suck your blood. Right. Oh, okay. And there's, well, like... This like line of dead animal carcasses. Yeah, you're like oh, it's near. Bloodless. Oh and... god, <laughs> that's dreadful. <laughs> that's the chupacabra. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts on the chupacabra, though? Having looked into it, I think it's probably wild dogs with mange. <laughs> yeah, I know. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do think the chili thing is interesting, though. I gotta give you know the whole U.S. government thing. However, maybe they just found alien eggs. Ah, oh. or maybe lizard eggs. Lizard eggs in or the U.S. government. Eggs. U.S. government's like we really we collect lizard eggs. It's just like a hobby that we do. Oh, we have a good vibrations. We gotta do. Jeremy. Do you want to do good vibration? Yeah, I got okay. mine already. I already did it. Good vibrations, Kaylee style. My good vibrations is R. My good vibrations are. My good vibrations are people in your life that make you feel good and make your heart warm and fuzzy. That's beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Good vibes to you. Family, uh, significant other, your animal, doesn't matter. If they're in your life and they make you feel some kind of way that's yeah, happy. Even the aminals. Even the aminals. They need love. Even like a tree. Fuck if trees. You, if you want. I love my, trees. Yeah, trees are beautiful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> that. Um, my good vibration is pizza. Yeah, pizza's good. You guys didn't see it. But there was a moment in between this recording where my father came down and he brought us pizza. Yeah, we he didn't, did. We didn't even ask him. He brought me pizza mostly. Yeah, but I ate some of it. Yeah. So I'm very grateful of it. Yeah, very nice Love guy. Love and charity and pizza. Woo-hoo. 
Those are my good vibrations. I'm really, I'm really digging deep here, guys, because I am delusional. We've been talking for so long, three hours. It's been three hours. Um, it, when when you <gasps> listen to this, it will not be three hours. Hopefully, oh, God, I'm so tired. May God have mercy on your soul, and may you all have a very pleasant whatever time it is when you listen to this. Um, tell people you love, you love them. Yep, and watch out for jupacabras. Look out for vampires. If you have a good vibrations you want us to mention on the podcast, we'd be more than happy to. Uh, if you have questions or comments, suggestions on anything you'd like for us to cover, you can email us at according to an idiot at gmail.com. If you're feeling like it, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And we also have a Twitter at Idiots Accord and a Facebook and an Instagram, according to an idiot. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, I think we uh, pledge our allegiance to the flag. I, I caress you slowly, mm-hmm. and then I tell the, the children that we're leaving. Yep. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kaylee. You guys have a good night, and I love you always. Stay spooky. <laughs>